are live with the Painless Wholesaling Podcast. I'm here with Paul Lizelle. Is that right, Paul? Is that That's how you right. say Good, right. good to have you on here, everybody. Today, stay tuned because we're going to be talking about how to wholesale across the United States, across the nation. We got Paul. I think you were saying you've done over forty-five states, wholesaled in over forty-five states. So forty-four out of fifty states have wholesaled. Yep. Man, are, what about those ones you haven't? Are those ones still like keep you up at night, or are you going for those? Not really. If something happens, great. There's certain states I avoid, and they, a lot of them fall into certain states. The only one I would probably do additionally would be actually to Hawaii and the uh, three, the Dakotas and and Hawaii. Ooh, the Dakotas. Two, wouldn't bother. Yeah. Yeah, I know that when I was uh, doing a lot of marketing nationwide for pay-per-click leads, they would tell us to not even turn on the Dakotas. Yeah, <laughs> They're like, don't even worry about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's really interesting. So let's dive right in. If if this is your first time tuning into the Painless Wholesaling Podcast, what our goal is, is to make wholesaling and real estate investing painless for you because everyone knows it takes time, it takes effort. And if you do this on your own, you feel like you have to do it on your own, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. So we try to make take away those mistakes by bringing on experts. So we have Paul here to tell us a little bit about his business, his life, and uh, provide as much value as we can in this short time. So Paul, take it away. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what got you into real estate. Sure. So I'll go back to where I started. Um, 2001 is when I, very end of 2001 is when I started investing in real estate and I bought my very first bank owned property off the HUD home store. Mm -hmm. And I partnered with a guy on it. We picked it up for 29.5. Uh, we put four grand into it. We sold it for 69. We each walked away with 15,000. So a 30,000 net profit in a few months. It was great. And then I rinsed and repeat, but I was doing this while I was working full time for a bank. I was a commercial loan underwriter for a small community bank for a year. Then I became a business development officer uh, for a couple of years thereafter. And then I went wow. to Citizens Bank, a bigger bank, bigger, more regional bank there. Went for a few years till 2004 when I finally quit my job and went full time in a real estate investing. Wow. Sounds like you went through quite a bit in that short, that time. Wow. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, and one of my keys was like, and I had to do this to convince my wife potentially as well, but for definitely for myself, I had to save up 18 months worth of bill paying ability. In other words, a year and a half of bill paying ability before I would eventually just jump on, go on my own. That's what I did. Once I got that 18 month, boom, it would end up being like December, end of November, early December of 2004. I quit the job and it did it ever since. You know, I went through that financial crisis of 2008, shifted yeah. my model. That's where I was doing a lot of fix and flips. And I was buying almost exclusively off HUD and wow. bank REOs off the MLS in the suburbs of Philadelphia at that point. Okay. And wow. then I kind of shift 2009. Once I lost a ton of money on a bunch of the fixer flips I had going, I'm like, I did a couple of wholesale deals and they were easy money and I didn't have any risk. Why don't I go back to doing that? So yeah. I flipped my model from 90% fix and flip and 10% wholesale to 90% wholesale and 10% fix and flip. And I did that for a while, mm -hmm. you know, until 2013, roughly when the market shifted and started to go positive. Mm -hmm. And then I did a mixture of stuff, but I started doing all over the country. Um, really ended 2009 going into 2010 when it became a little bit easier. I started buying in Indiana and Ohio, New Jersey, Virginia, the Carolinas, Florida. Before you know it, I had bought 44 to 50 states. Wow. That's amazing. And um, if you had to go back, would you have changed anything on the model of going to more towards wholesale? Would you wish you would have kept more? Or 
Oh, definitely wish it would have kept more. I think we all say that and we've been right. around for a long enough time, 22 years doing this business now. Right. Always wish I would have kept more, but I've also done really well in building up some rentals, selling them when the market's gone up and then building up, getting some more and sell them when I didn't expect the market to go parabolic air after COVID, but it did. And I sold some more and made some more. And now I'm building again and we'll see where that leads. But now what I'm building is I got some like 12 unit building, five unit building in Wyoming. I'm going to probably mm. just refinance, keep those things long term. And they'll, they'll be in my, you know, just stick it, set it and forget it because they right. cash flow very well. And then I'll add more as, as I need to at that point, you know, pick and choose which markets I want to be in for the buy and holds. Yeah. Are you continue, continuously looking for more deals, um, like multifamily deals right now or, yes. or not so much? Yeah, we do. But not the big moldies right now. The big moldies, we look at them, but mm -hmm. when you do the underwriting on them, they just don't make sense right now. And especially yeah. with the cost of capital right now on a refinance side. Now, the smaller ones that say, you know, 20 and under or 30 and under units, that's that's a largely ignored class. So you mm -hmm. can go in there and get some pretty good bargain basement pricing. You can even get some owner financing on occasion. Right. And yeah. those are good ones getting in. So you could really do some value add with them. Like the one I picked up at Casper, Wyoming, I picked it up for 430000 I put 500 k into it, but it just appraised at 1.3. And I'm roughly about a million into it and I'm refinancing it right now. And I should be able to pull almost all of my cash wow. out of it. That's awesome. Yeah. So the reason I'm asking you is because uh, today one of my uh, family members has a website where he tra tra uh, generates traffic to, um, I guess, leads from multifamily. And sometimes mm -hmm. he gets them outside of Tempe uh, out of Arizona. And we got he got one in Salina, Colorado, which is like Ooh. close to Pueblo. And it's a 12 That's unit. And I don't have any buyers there. I'm and, interested. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll have to. I'll have to send you the information. Send it my way. Yeah. It's, it's under. It's under rented. It's like each unit's between five hundred to seven hundred dollars, and it's mm -hmm. way way under rent. But again, I don't really know that area, and I don't really mess with you know outside of Utah when yes. it comes to multifamily. Understood. So, yep. Look at that. I'll send yeah, you that. I'm definitely info. interested. Those are like that 12 units seems to be my specialty number. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. 12 units right there outside of Pueblo and De like south of Denver. So that, that'll be cool. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, tell tell me a little bit about what you do to help uh, new investors get into wholesaling. Because you said you do virtual real estate wholesaling. So do you teach it? Do you what do you do? We do. We do. So we have um REO Auction Academy. I see it right here behind me. Mm -hmm. Um, and what we do is we do something totally different than everybody else out there. And it's kind yeah. of how I got in, right? We teach people how to buy bank REOs, but mostly on online auctions, whether it's yeah. auction.com, HubZoo, Zome, Hudson and Marshall, Realty Bid, Auction Network, Williams and Williams, any of these platforms. And even every once a blue moon, there used to be stuff on eBay that you can get. And there's some smaller little auction houses that are more local in different markets that you can also sign up for yeah. and potentially pick up stuff. So that's what we specialize in buying in. We um, have an educational platform to teach people how to do that. And you know, a lot of people are leery of buying outside of their area where they are. And we kind of take the headaches away from you there. It's not as daunting as it seems. Mm -hmm. Systems and how we go about doing it. And it's fairly simple. And we've been doing it since 2009 and with really, mm -hmm. really good success. Like an example of a property we just are about to close on, I think on a 23rd of uh, this month here in June in mm -hmm. Hubbard, Ohio. We picked it up for 177000 It's a big, big building, big house, six, uh, 6,088 square feet, I believe. And like a oh, three wow. or four car garage, big, huge finished basement. Uh, we picked up for 177. We put almost 40, just under 40 into it. We're selling it for 345. We had six offers in, uh, or six offers over asking price. We went highest and best, and that's that's gonna be 105k payout. It's a rarity, right? They get one that pays a great one. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Um, but they do happen. And we have another one in, in Cuero, Texas, which is south of um, Houston. We picked it up for 53, put just about eight or nine grand into it. And we're selling it for 128. Wow. And and on these auctions, you need to come up with the cash, correct? correct. Like you got to yeah. buy it all out. So how do you, how does that work for, you know, someone that probably has $0? Um, so the, we, some of our that? students will joint venture with them, right? If they've got no money, they, yeah. if it's a deal, we're going to do it. We'll JV with of them. Of course. Or we okay. Have so JV. Yep. JV is always a great one for them. We have private lenders on our platform, believe it or not, that will fund a lot of deals as well. Uh, other people, other students will sometimes join venture with each other on different deals. If one person comes in as a capital partner, the other person is the one who finds the deal. Um, so we got that. We also connect them with companies, asset-based lenders like Kiavi, Dominion Financial, Lending One, uh, Lima One Capital, and others, uh, Kogo Capital. Uh, Lee Arnold's group out there. And we're working on a few different other ones as well. Um, that way they can get in there with without having to worry about coming up with the money, right? And the funds themselves, because that is you do when you buy these bank owned properties, you've got to come with the cash. Right. Because it's not a signable contract. They don't let you in general. They don't allow that. Yeah. yeah. So you've got to do a back to back closing. However, there are states, if you work with the right title company, there's wet fund states and dry fund states. If you're right. in a dry fund state, you can use your buyer's cash to pay for you on the A to B side, and you're just collecting the difference there, which we do as well. So that's a way to do it basically with almost no money down. Cause those are the best. <laughs> those are the best. I love when we get those. And you can focus on those markets if you wanted to. If you well, right do, you, do you know a couple mark of those markets off the top of your head that you well, could say? We do, we do Texas with that a lot. I believe uh, Mississippi New, is one too, isn't it? Mississippi is. Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't think Alabama was. Uh, I believe we did New Mexico. I'm trying Missouri? to remember. Missouri, Nevada. I think there's either eight or nine of them somewhere in there i have a list somewhere yeah those are seriously the best we did one of those where we uh, had the we used the fun the, the end buyer's money yeah it was great those are the best when you could do that and again you need a you need a title company to be on board with you to be able right. to do that because not all of them will do it because they want to make sure that none of them get you know, causing any issues so that's the main marketing strategy you teach in reo auction is to yep. how to find these source these deals is there um would you say there's a limit it, or is it uh, because it's the whole United States that you can open this up to? Is it, is there no limit? There is no, no there is no limit. And, and I used to do the direct mail marketing, right? Which I cut off in 2013 because I just had too many deals oh. uh, on the auctions. I didn't need to do any direct yeah. mail. I it's was doing that. It's super expensive too. I'm sure this your strategy is inexpensive. Costs nothing, right? So there's zero marketing costs. That's a big bonus. But when you think about getting in, is doing that. Do you want to spend three or ten grand a month marketing? When no you could just way. do it now, you're, it's your time and your time is a value, right? You and I, we have value on our time. Right. So if you're putting in 15 hours a week, there's no reason you can't find a deal, maybe two or three a month putting in that. Once you get good at it, right? Once you get good right. at comping properties and know how to contact the agents and what questions to ask them and get the information that you need, it becomes more simplified. So these uh these bank-owned properties are represented by real estate agents still? It's not Most of them. Not all of them. There are some that aren't. There's uh, a program out there called the HUD CWCOT program, which they mm -hmm. created a few years back, where instead of throwing them on a HUD home store, because they're trying to get away from the HUD home store. So if you go on there and look at it, you'll find very limited inventory in different states. Most of them they throw on the online auctions. But with the HUD CWCOT, they'll foreclose on them and then just list them with an mm -hmm. auction company. And they're not listed on the MLS. They're like off-market properties, right? They're wow. off-market technically. They don't really have a price on them unless they feel like throwing something on Zillow, which they will at times put it on Zillow to, to put a number on it. Mm -hmm. And then, and then basically we're trying to find an agent in that area who's somebody who's an expert in that area, has been there for a while. 
to give us an idea what they think it would be worth. Go out there, take a look at it. A lot of them, they don't let you in, even if they are vacant. And we try to get our students focused on the vacant ones, not occupied, because you know, of we're ejecting or evicting anybody. Focus on those. If they could peek in the windows, they'll generally, the agents get a pretty, especially experienced agents could go there, peek through the windows, get an idea what they think it's worth and what kind of repairs they think it needs. And then just give you a ballpark estimate. And then you can assume, you know, there's 15 or $35 per square foot to uh, renovate the property. You fa- you put those factors in, you come up with your maximum allowable offer. Man, I really like this strategy. I haven't really heard of it too much. That's very interesting. I've been in the game for a long, like five years. I'd say that's a long time, but no, I haven't really heard of people using this marketing strategy very much. Do you know why that is? I don't know why. I mean, we're the only ones in the game. I think pe- people are creatures of habit. And they're used to your traditional, if you think of it this way, it's it's riskless if you're doing your traditional wholesaling method, direct to seller, except you are risking your marketing money, right? You are, you are risking that. Um, with ours, you actually have to close on a property. Mm-hmm. So people mm-hmm. feel maybe it's a little riskier, but for... We did, a lot of our students, believe it or not, are experienced investors that do a ton of deals in certain markets and they feel like they're missing out on the REO inventory and they mm-hmm. just buy an R program. They usually assign somebody to just deal with the REOs. And then they realize, shoot, I can go in other markets too. And it's another segue for them to start another market to invest in. I love that. I think that's amazing. Do you, um, are there some states that just because it's a hot area, hot state, I guess, market, there's less REOs or is there always opportunities? There is always opportunities, but there are areas where there's just such a little bit of inventory. It'll go like that regardless. Like the, a lot of gotcha. these properties will move really, really quickly or the asset managers or banks will recognize that instead of putting it on the auction platform, they'll throw it on the MLS mm. figure and they can get more of that. We can't blame them, right? I can't yeah, blame them. No, of course. It, especially eyes on it. Condition. So what's your market again? I forget. Are you like Salt Lake City. Yeah, it's pretty hot. It's a hot market. Being a big time hot market for a while now. So it's hard to find inventory, at least fairly priced inventory but i'm assuming the midwest probably has tons of opportunities like ohio like you said um ohio indiana michigan missouri um kansas oklahoma texas uh the carolinas maryland pennsylvania yeah a lot of more we focus just just knowing where to look you just got to know where to look you just got to know where to look right and if you follow demographics where people are leaving the cities that people are vacating the states people are vacating, like illinois right that's that market is really falling new york (laughs) Um, parts of New Jersey, New Jersey's weird because people are leaving maybe more towards the city and mm-hmm. they're shifting downward within the state. So they're going more towards the shore points mm-hmm. or they're going to Delaware or Pennsylvania. So that market has become red hot, but other markets uh, people are shifting out of, they're going out of Minnesota, Minnesota's losing a little bit of its luster in around minute, what do you call it? Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. all the issues they've had there other parts of it the suburbs are doing great they're flourishing still so if if they are losing the zeal or like we're talking about some of these markets those are where you would target or you wouldn't target i wouldn't target okay. if i'm looking to hold long term but you can target to find bargains occasionally like okay, especially bargains. if you and i won't i won't do cash flow rentals in those markets because i don't trust the the government the local governments and municipalities there they'll let the, the tenants stay in for forever so i tend to go just zero income tax for my rentals 
But yeah. some people do it, right? It's their market. They don't mind doing it and dealing with that. So you could occasionally find some really good deals because there is a little bit more inventory, especially outside of Chicago proper, right? The suburbs of Chicago are still very hot, but you go outside of that and the more rural areas and you'll find really good deals in those markets. Same with Kansas, the same with Oklahoma and Tulsa, yeah. these different markets. So there's some really good, really good opportunities. You kind of want to focus and stuff. So you're looking at Missouri, St. Louis, don't focus necessarily on St. Louis itself because you got so much competition there. But if you go 30 minutes, 60 minutes out to Flossmore, say, or even a little further out, you'll find really, really good deals in that market. Sounds like some I need to check out. Paul, I didn't know about this. So Paul, for my listeners on here, since we're, we're going to wrap up, what would their uh, this call to action, what would you have them do if they want to learn more about what you're talking about? So if they want to learn more about this, like if, if they want to reach out to us, that's great. They can reach out to us at reoauctionacademy.com. And we have a couple different platforms. They could, If they feel like they can do it themselves, we have a do-it-yourself program for like $497, $497. And we also have a full-fledged coaching for $5,500 where we show them everything and they get all kinds of training videos and all kinds of access to lenders and other things. Wow! But if they want to do it on their own, start with your local REOs on, on MLS, look at auction.com, HubZoo, those two platforms have a ton of inventory, your two best biggest sources for looking at properties. And then start contacting agents and try to feel like what what is the value of this particular property, right? Start targeting properties and testing it and seeing if uh, you can come up with a good comping. Like if you figure out what the value of the property is, as opposed to what the realtor gives you, it's a good way to test yourself. Of course. And so if they come, if one of the listeners today um, finds something but they don't know what to do with it, could they also reach out to you and Absolutely. say, hey? Okay. Absolutely. We've done that with people. People have reached out to us. They found a deal. They can't fund it. They don't know what to do. We look at it. We analyze, say, yeah, this is a deal. We'll go, we'll join to, join together with you. Or we say, this isn't a deal. The reason you're not finding fun lenders for it is because you're overpaying. Here's what the comps are and here's what you're paying. And here's kind of repairs and needs. So gotcha. we teach them how to do that and then maybe help them get out of that deal so they don't lose their earnest money deposit. Well, Paul, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. And I actually, I'm going to send you that deal that I have, the 12 Plex awesome. in uh, Selena, uh, Colorado. And also they are willing to do a term they I talked to him about it. He said he'd be open to doing 10 years, 10 to 15% down, 10-year balloon, amortize over 30 years. So we'll see. Again, I come to the point where this is I'm a kind of a newer territory for me in a different market, but I have all the per, the performa and all that information. Yeah. I'll send it to you and you can Yeah, I'm extremely it. interested. This is right up my alley, this type of property. All right. Hey, we, we hey, everybody that's listening. N network, network, network. That's how yep. you do deals. All right. Talk that's to you guys later. It. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Appreciate it.